Jess, I saw on your Instagram that you did some type of lettering for Pastor John. Yes, I was asked to letter a poster design for him since he is leaving FCBC Walnut. So I used the collection of words that they gave me and then I put it together. It's called a word cloud. So then they gave me a word cloud and then I designed it to look like how I did. How did you record it? Because on your Instagram, you put like the, your thing, but it recorded your process, you know, every single stroke that you did. How did you do that? In Procreate, the app on iPad Pro, they have a live recording. So it's always on. So every time I do something, it will record what I do. And from there, I export the video and I put it in my Premiere Pro and then put it on Instagram. I think you should do that more often. I like seeing that behind the scenes type of stuff on how you create the things that you do. <laughs> I want to try. It's just It just takes more effort because I have to export it and then reduce the file size and then put it up. It does take more effort. I think that it, it already takes effort to make something, to create art. That's so true. to document it and to share the behind the scenes process is like more work upon the work that you're doing. That's true. But I guess Procreate, it, it's nice because they already live recorded for you. So you don't have to figure out like a widget or a plugin to do it for you. It's already there. So it's a nice feature. Yeah. I, I since it's already recording, I guess it's it makes it easier for you then. Mm-hmm. I like seeing behind the scenes types of things, whether that's art or music or movies. I like going behind the scenes. There's something fun and just kind of like, oh, I, I want to learn the process behind it. Sometimes it's more fun doing that than just seeing the art by itself. But do you watch the behind the scenes in those DVDs? I do. You I, do? I love that stuff. Okay, when we rent DVDs. Well, I mean, when we watched Harry Potter, I watched most of the behind the scenes. Hmm. And like, like the making of. I, I think it depends too. Like if it's just boring stuff that I don't care about and if the documentary is boring itself, then... Of course, watching it mm-hmm. will be boring. There's an art to making behind-the-scenes stuff. You can't just have a camera and like take pictures of boring stuff happening. Like There needs to be some type of narrative, some type of story to go along with the behind-the-scenes stuff. That reminds me of when Taylor Swift did an ad for AT&T. So after the commercial, she also reveals some of the behind-the-scenes of the making of it where she had several takes of her doing one scene. Like One of them was her choking her cat and calling the cat um, several nicknames. Do you think that those behind the scenes were real though? Like, do you think she was just like, oh, let's make some behind the scenes. And even in the behind the scenes, she was kind of acting. No, I think it was real. Yeah, it was real. I think so. We saw a behind the scenes type of thing. We went to a Wong Fu screening and we got to see behind the scenes stuff. Why did you think that was behind the scenes though? How did that feel well okay we went to a wong fu screening this was something that jess really wanted to do and no what did i really want to watch wong fu you wanted to go on a date is this my typical date what i want to do on a date night this is a separate topic but i've been planning these dates for jess according to what you consider a date is that correct I think they're fun nights out. I think this is like a date if like I were to plan a date for you. But if we're planning a date for both of us, I think it should be something we enjoy more together. We'll have to come back to this topic. 
But anyways, we went to a Wong Fu screening. It was at Atlantic Times Square, also known as ATS, according to the Wong Fu guys. They showed their film, Just Another Nice Guy. They showed it in the movie theater, so it was on the big screen. And they were there. They were there in person with the rest of the filmmakers. They showed the video, but they didn't have any behind-the-scenes footage. They had a blooper reel, blooper right. for the for the series, and they had a Q&A. But they weren't necessarily talking about their film. It was just good to know or, like, get to know us more. It wasn't behind the scenes. That's true. They were there, and they talked about their film. But, yeah, they didn't really detail any... Nothing from the series, but I guess you could say it is behind the scenes of their Wong Fu life. Yeah, I I think that's what I would have liked to know more. Kind of more behind the scenes of the Wong Fu life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, like what's it like to be an independent content creator on YouTube? I think their focus was on being an entertainment group for the Asian community. That's their their niche. That's their focus, yeah. Right, right, right. Which is new to us because we're not... Um, we're not really in that scene or we don't really know that too well. I'm trying to we learn. we do support them. Yeah. I'm trying to learn about the scene. Like, I listen to the collaboration podcast. I try to follow more Asian American artists on YouTube. There's a lot to learn. Okay, no more, no more Wong Fu. Let's talk about date night. What do you define is our ideal date night? A date night is when we go out, just you and me, and we spend time doing something, being together. Okay, I agree. But I think it should be something that we enjoy doing together. I think we enjoy the things that we do on date nights. I think when you plan the Wong Fu thing, it just happened to be on a day that we were free. And it's something you are interested in, which is fine. But when you call it a date night, then it's more like, okay, well, this isn't a date night. This is just we're doing something you want to do. But I am happy we got to go because you enjoyed it. That's that's fine. When, but when you plan date nights, I think you're, you plan it as in we're just going out. Right. But I think I would want you to intentionally plan a date night for us that we can enjoy doing. For example, you... Planned a date night for us. Yes. In two weeks. Yes. What did you plan? We're going to go to a free piano concert. Is that something you want to do? Yes. That's good. Is it something I want to do? Well, I know that you like listening to music. We we do. We've gone to live music shows before. And it's free. I think it makes sense. I think it'd be a fun night for us. All right. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Okay, I'm, I'm very simple. I just, if you're going to plan a date night, then I'm, I'm okay with um, a dinner and boba afterwards. <laughs> but, Okay. So I maybe I'm being too strict on the word date night. We're just hanging out. Yeah, I, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, I think that like you know when you say call it a date night, it sounds like oh you know I get in that mindset of like oh yeah we need to experience something together 
and you know, I'm I'm looking for new, fresh, exciting experience uh-huh. that will that will culture us, that will engage us, that will give us something to talk about and remember. I see how you're doing that. I just I just want you to know that I wouldn't go to a piano recital <laughs> or a piano event because it's not it's not my interest. I don't right. enjoy doing that, so I'm sorry. It's okay. I I think that's the beauty of it, though, is that like, oh, you would never experience this with anyone else. Uh... But you know, I get what you're saying. You want to do things that you're comfortable with that, that will, I enjoy that you'll enjoy that will make you relaxed where you're not thrust into a new environment or a new scene am I not correct piano music like that is just not part of my interest is all <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that I think we'll just have to go to this piano concert and we'll just have to talk about it after we've experienced it. okay okay we're impress going me, I'm, impress I'm, me. I'm set on this impress I'm set me. on this concert we have gone to a lot of different boba places recently. I don't recall. We went Wait. to a new one in San Gabriel Valley. This was after the Wong Fu date night. Well, I mean, it was part of Wong Fu date night. We went to Boiling Point. And oh. they're not known for boba. They're known for their hot pots. Yep. Individual hot pots. Okay, so I did appreciate how you wanted to take me out to dinner. Because... After Wong Fu, it ended around like 9, 9.30, which was already late for us. It, it was, was on a Wednesday. Right. So I do like to go out late at night to just have fun. So thank you. I do enjoy that. So we did go to Boiling Point, and it was a, it was a fun night. And we experienced Boiling Point's great boba. You know, I think, I think you took me out to Boiling Point because you knew I didn't care to go to Wong Fu. So you kind of want to make me happy. Was That's that true? Not, no, not true. Not true. It felt like it. Nope. I don't know why you want to go out that late. No, remember, we were supposed to go eat at, what's that other? Uniboil. We were supposed to go to Uniboil. But at ATS. Because, at ATS. But because Wong Fu ended late, we didn't want to go to Uniboil anymore. So we went to Boiling Point. That's true. I'm just, I'm just a little surprised you would still want to go out that late. You like the boba though, right? Okay, yes, the boba was good. I didn't deny it. I liked it. We would go, I would go back just for the boba. We would go back again just for the boba. It was a successful date night. We've also tried another boba recently. This is at Anaheim. We've tried two in Anaheim. One is called Formosa Tea. I don't... It wasn't... It wasn't up to par. No, I don't really want to talk about that one because it right, wasn't we, that good. Um, but if you want to sponsor us... Kidding. <laughs> so take that fight out, Aaron. The other, the other boba that we went to was in Anaheim, and also in Anaheim, and this was called Raging Waters Tea. Roasting water. Roasting waters tea. Is it called roasting waters tea? Is it just called roasting water? It might be called roasting waters. I'm not sure, but I liked it. I I went first with Hannah and Ashley after we went to Disneyland, and I was very impressed. I got lychee. Lots of lychee fruit tea. And normally I don't get fruit teas, but it's really good. I tried your lychee. Well, we went a second time after you went with Hannah and Ashley. Uh-huh. We went another time and I tried your lychee fruit tea. And yes, it was very fruity. It was refreshing. I think with the chia seeds, that was a nice touch. Yes, the chia seeds add a lot to a drink. 
I did get you the black milk tea. Did you enjoy it? I thought it was good. I think that their lychee drink was better than their normal milk tea. I think their teas are better than their milk teas. I talked to several people about this. Mm. They do something else that's kind of unique. They have like different types of cups every time. Is that what they do? What's something the deal? like that, like every season or every once in a while they change cups. It's a good marketing thing. Would we be able to do that at Snow Society? No, it's too expensive. I don't know how they do this. Where do you think they get these cups from? I don't know, Alibaba. <laughs> They're branded cups, though, or is it just like they put on a decal? I hear they commission artists and they have them design something on it and they put RW on it or somewhere that has their logo on it. That's cool. It's a good idea. We've gone to Raging Waters Tea. Roasting. We've gone to Roasting Waters Tea about three times so far. And we'd go again. They're close to Disneyland, so it's kind of a, a nice Kind little, of. Yeah, yeah. The, it's, it's off the beaten path they don't, on your way I'm to surprised they don't have any in the SGV area. Maybe they'll branch out. So yeah, Roasting Waters is near Disneyland, so it's, that's kind of convenient. It's like a little treat if we go there. But one time I we went to Disneyland, we went to... Riverbell Terrace, because we wanted to watch Fantasmic, right? So we got the packaging. Yeah, this is the new revamped Fantasmic that we went to go see recently. They redid Fantasmic. So Fantasmic was closed for like a year, I think. Oh, maybe. And they reopened. Did you enjoy this new one? Yeah, I, I really liked the new Fantasmic show. My favorite segment in the old Fantasmic was Peter Pan. And they replaced it with Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the same feel as the Peter Pan one. I think the Peter Pan one seems a little bit more nostalgic, a little bit more yeah. truly Disney. You know, I think if they did a pirate segment when Pirates, the movie, was out, mm-hmm. it would have been a really big hit, more so than it is now. Yeah, because the Pirates franchise is kind of on the decline right now. Yeah. My favorite part of the old Fantasmic is a monkey scene where they're dancing. They have like this neon color glow to them. And then this current one, they still have some neon color glow to them, but the music is different. I do prefer the old one better, but I mean, I'm glad they still left some monkeys in there. I also like the new special effects. I feel like there's more lights, more lasers, more fireworks. However... The time that we went, the water didn't catch on fire. You know, when the dragon comes yeah. at the end, the, the, the water didn't catch on fire. That's like a bummed. huge thing. Yeah. I was bummed. I wonder why. I wonder if it's like a like a safety issue or they just want to take it out. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we it, it could have just been that night too. I also like the new music. I believe that most of the soundtrack is either new or they redid some of it. It sounds a lot more orchestral now versus mm. the old soundtrack, which is a lot more electronic. We'll have to watch it again. We will watch it again. There's another show we've been watching at the Disneyland Resort at California Adventure, The Frozen Show. This replaced the Aladdin show. You like The Frozen Show. I do like The Frozen Show. I'm, I'm very impressed by the singing, the backdrops, and how everything is coming together. It just flows really seamlessly. I'm very surprised. They updated it, too, they when did it first it. came out, and I am very impressed. The updates were good. I think they added a couple more or better scene transitions. It seems like they pause a little bit more for comedy. Hmm. This recent time that we went, we were with 
our friends Tim and Joss. Yeah, you got good seats too we got, in the front. We got great seats. So I love sitting in the front because I feel like it's a whole different experience because you really get to see the actors and actresses, their facial expressions, and just kind of, it just feels more intimate. Mm-hmm. Now, there was something unique about the show that we went to because... Oh, Elsa wasn't white. Right. She was... I don't know her exact ethnicity. I looked her... I think, she, I think she's half. I think Hannah told me that she's she's half Japanese, half white. Maybe. But she looks more Asian as Elsa than she is in her Instagram photos. Right. She did well. I saw her as Elsa maybe once or twice before. This is my first time seeing it's her. It's funny because she actually messed up all the times I've seen her. Okay, which but isn't not wrong. Right. It's more, it's kind of it's funny. Okay, so she didn't mess up vocally. Vocally, yeah. I think she was great. I think she's the best Elsa that I've seen ever doing that show. What you're talking about is she messed yeah, up her costume change. Okay, the first time she tripped a little bit. Oh, she tripped in yeah, the Yeah, she first... tripped a little bit. Wait, when she was singing or just when she was acting? I think she was walking. It, it was funny because she laughed about it. And then this time when she was taking off her crown during the Let It Go song, it got stuck in her hair. And then she played it off and laughed about it and kind of gave everyone a wink. It was cute. I mean, it was fine. It's just funny. I guess you can't expect a performance like this to be perfect every single time. It's hard. It's like an hour, right? It is a long performance. I mean, for for a for a Disney Park show, it's a long performance. I think she's a professional, though. Yeah, things happen. But I thought she was great. Speaking of musicals, there is the Newsies musical that just got released on Netflix. I'm going to watch this. I already watched some clips, and... You like it? I like it. Does it... How is this compared to the Broadway show? Well, it's exact. It's a taping of the Broadway show. What do you think about that? Yeah, the taping of a Broadway show made into a movie, right? Form. Okay, so the, the video the, form. The newsy story is funny because first it was a movie, and then it was a Broadway show, and now the Broadway show is a movie again. So it's kind of a weird cycle of how this happened uh-huh. i'm glad you like it this is you we saw the broadway together twice yeah i fell asleep both times <laughs> and now it's on we Netflix. went on our date night <laughs> yes something else to think about yeah it's on netflix now i mean obviously it, you can't capture a live performance you you just can't anytime you try to capture something live on video or even just an auto recording like it, it's hard you can't capture that that magic However, I do appreciate the ability to get up close and see what it's like on the stage. Kind of like how it's like sitting up close during the Frozen show. Like you really feel like intimate with the actors and actresses. Now, this is a Netflix thing. So obviously they're not really there in front of you. But being able to see their facial expressions, their emotion... The spit and sweat. Okay. It adds to it. You should watch it. I'll watch it. I'll watch it again. I think the reason why I don't care for Newsies is because of the era and the coloring. Because the color is on the grayscale or just, you know, it's on the older days. It is a very particular style yeah. of I like the show. fantasy. Like Frozen. I like Wicked. The colors. It's, it's just more appealing to me. I understand. I understand. I'm it's, more of the visual than the story. Yeah, this Newsies thing isn't a very typical Disney 
what you would imagine a Disney production to be. The thing I appreciate about Disney is that they know their aesthetic. They know what they're trying to achieve. They know their audience. And I think they do a good job of that. We went to a church recently with our friends Hanley and Merrill. We went to a night service at Pacific Crossroads Church in LA. And what I appreciated about this church is that they had an aesthetic. They had an identity that was communicated not only in their branding, but also in their live worship service. I think I got a feel for their church. It was also in this huge cathedral, which I really found to be fascinating and worshipful. So what did you think about the music at the church? The music was really entertaining. I mean, it was worshipful too, but it, it was entertaining. They had a small band. There was a pianist. I think the pianist was like the the leader guy. They had a female vocalist. They had a guy playing guitar. They had a mandolin slash violinist. And they also had a drum set guy. The sound was kind of like a, I want to say like kind of folkish, you know, like the violin and the mandolin already make it sound like folksy. So maybe a little bit of bluegrass thrown in, but it was a worshipful vibe. I think it was respectful. I didn't know the majority of the songs. The only song that I knew was Man of Sorrows. I think that they wrote their own songs too, which I appreciate because I feel like a church that writes their own songs, they kind of know their identity as a church and they're comfortable writing and singing about what they believe. I thought the sound was really good. That's good. That's good. What did you think about their identity as a church? I think their identity as a church, visually, it was good. They had a printed bulletin, printed schedule of service. It's on cardstock, so it's very professional. They have their logo. They used it regularly in their PowerPoint, which was looping. So I thought it was good. There wasn't much to it. The branding wasn't really in your face. They had like a... kind of simple. Yeah, it was simple. Even when you enter the church, they had like a little hello, a hello stand. I don't even think it had their logo on it, but it was still, it was very inviting just with that. So I thought it was good. We're currently rebranding, redesigning, revamping our church through the website right now. Mm -hmm. How is that going for you? It's been tough. It's been almost over a year, but we have a good team. I think we're now almost done, so that's that's an exciting part. We just need to do some tweaks and fill up the content a little bit more, and then I think it is ready to be launched. When do you think it's going to be ready to be launched? Maybe another month or two, just knowing that stuff like this takes a while. And with so many people who are on the board that has to prove it, I think it will take a little bit longer than we hope for, even though the website is almost done. And the pastor transitions too, right? Yeah, so it's normal. It's normal. But I think that would just give us more time to see how we can improve for the second phase and what new things we can do. So I think it's fine. I'm excited for the new website. I'm excited for all the different design things we're doing at our church. I am thankful that we get the opportunity to do it. I think that it's a privilege and it's something that we don't take for granted. When's the next time you're going to work on the website? Probably after we're done with this podcast. 